Hello everybody and welcome back to One Mic One Wheel once again, the show where we talk all things sim racing. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode with PXM Twisted, a very interesting story that he told as well. Now, I, I will apologise for my voice, I have got a cold so I might sound a little bit deeper, but um, today I have a man that is pretty well known to all of us in the esports community and in the commentating scene as well. When you think of esports commentators, I think this is the man you'll think of. I am, of course, talking about King Kodiak. Kodiak, you're very, very welcome to the show. You're far too kind, sir. But uh, yes, yeah, a great pleasure to be on your show. It's uh, it's certainly gaining traction for the want of a pun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, very glad to be uh, very glad to be interviewed by your good self. Thank you kindly for inviting me along. No problem at all. So um, let's go. Let's start at the beginning. What started all of this? What kickstarted all the love for motorsport? Love for motorsport. Oh Christ! Um, oh, way, way back when Formula One gripped me. Well, it didn't really grip me really, you know, intensely until probably '96. Probably, I would think. Um, that was when I started to really, really get into. It. I had a kind of mild curiosity about it way before then, back in the sort of Senna Prost era. Uh, you know, late eighties, early nineties. I can sort of vaguely remember seeing compilation videos of crashes as where it sort of began, and then actually started to watch them racing. It just kind of grew from there, and yeah, went from uh, strength to strength. Was I still am a McLaren fan? It's difficult to admit these days, although judging by you know, not wanting to give any spoilers away, that hasn't seen. At the time of recording today's Australian qualifying, it's uh, McLaren looking a bit stronger than they have been for the last few years. <clears throat> but um, yeah, that's where the love of motorsport really began. Crash videos and moved on from there. Interesting. So how did the commentary side kick into gear? What was the first league <laughs> you got the opportunity in? Uh, well, there's, there's a bit of a precursor to that. Um, Commentating was not something I'd ever considered until I tried it. Um, it wasn't a, it wasn't an aspiration of mine. I'd never even kind of considered the option of doing it. Uh, before I did commentary, I had my own radio show on the local radio station about Formula One for about two and a bit years, I think I did that for. And I managed to interview Jensen Button through that, which was uh, rather awesome. Very, very nice guy. Could have spoken to him for ages. Uh, I'm sure he was glad that we couldn't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, even when doing that, I mean, that came to an end. Oh, Christ, I've got to think. I've been commentating for three years now. So early 2016, that came to an end. Uh, probably before that year's Formula 1 season began. And then I started just doing YouTube videos about Project Cars. Then started making nuisance of myself on the sms forums that is where i saw a post from an apex online racing coordinator talking about a upcoming league for project cars to using the formula Renault 3.5 and that was that was just where was the thought of oh might be fun let's give it a try and uh, <laughs> i was very very warmly received and the rest is history as they say yeah so i kind of went from there so you've been at it well 2016 is when you said it's kind of end at the radio end so you've been at it about two years so you've come a long way in a short space of time um namely i, I would i imagine that the peak 
of your career so far might actually be getting the opportunity to, F to commentate F1 Esports. How was that experience for you? Incredible. Um, yeah, having done the F1 Esports qualifiers for both seasons, it, that was really showcasing what the truly best of the best can do. And I was very lucky to to be commentating for some of the, uh, well, for all of the, the qualifying rounds for, for all three platforms, PS4, Xbox One, PC. Um, yeah, that was just amazing. But by that point, I'd... Um, I kind of really got my own kind of style and, and methodology down. So it was very much, I don't want to, I don't want to say this very casually. It was just another commentary. I don't want to, to play down the significance of it, but as far as what I was physically doing, the, you know, the, the slightly different setup um, as in how we were getting the, the race coverage to us, it was live, but we weren't in the lobby. So it was a bit, first season we were second season we weren't and that was long and convoluted uh, technical process that went through but it just meant that uh, the quality of the stream just kept improving you know uh, the more we did um yeah it was it was absolutely yeah as i say it was an absolutely incredible um opportunity to do I was very happy to do it and i hope that i get to do it again this is not mine but yeah we will see, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was an awesome opportunity to, to to have, and to commentate alongside Justin as well, um, who in it has been one of the best commentators I've worked with. He's much more experienced than I, uh, and when you listen to us back to back, you, there, there's certain times when it shows, and maybe it only shows to me, but I'm I'm horrifically my own worst critic. Um, yeah, I'm not one of these people that, that will jump on top of the soapbox and say, "Look at me." I am God. I am the greatest. Not my star. Never have been. So I'm very much feet on the ground. Okay, what can I improve? Even three years on, I'm still looking at where I can do better. Um, not one of these people that thinks, oh, that's it. I've made it. I now can commentate anything and everything. I will commentate anything and everything. I get the opportunity to uh, within reason. But, you know, I'm always looking to, to kind of, as I just steadily improve, keep my feet on the ground see where it takes me basically it's as much this is definitely the career i want to have but I, i'm realistic enough to, to not kind of put everything you know to throw everything into the same basket so to speak yeah um now how do you combine all of this commentary with your everyday life it must uh it, does it does it challenge the family a little bit uh, have you ever been told off for being too loud <laughs> oh yes many many times i've been told off for being too loud um I've woken my children up repeatedly. Uh, one thing I cannot do is commentate quietly. It, it's it's something that I've I've had to tell you know junior commentators if you have to keep the volume down, you've lost. You, you you've had it because you just can't get the energy you need to behind you to do it properly. And it, you know if you've got a yeah it is and they're making a great move into turn one. You've had it. You know if you you're trying to keep the volume down so. Um, yeah, I've woken my children up. I've woken my wife up. I, I once left the window open and I made a great big nuisance around the, the close. So, uh, but yes, it's, it, these days I kind of keep a bit of a cap on how many commentaries a week I do because I, I've pushed it too far in the past. You know, I, I, the worst, I say worst, the most busiest 
stretch of commentaries I had. I had eight commentary stints in five days. Um, that was, I was so knackered by the, the, the end of it. And that was actually during the F1 eSports qualifiers, which is why I couldn't, I couldn't condense them down. <laughs> um, and what, in your opinion, is the most challenging thing about doing commentary? Um, that's rather situational specific. Um, it's difficult when, particularly in like an endurance race, for instance, when the whole field is just spread out. No one is challenging anybody. That's difficult, especially if you're on your own. Mm. Now, I've been in that situation many times, so I've got my own kind of methodologies, and any commentator will have... Hmm, how to put this into effect? Like a stock of things to say, uh, things, a list of things to talk about, some facts or things about the track or the drivers or teams or whatever. But they come to a point where we run out of them. Mm. Uh, it has happened once or twice. Fortunately for me, not many, but it has happened. It was like, okay, I'm really struggling to know what to talk about now. <laughs> um, kind of earlier in my in my career where that happened. It hasn't happened for a long time, uh, but. Yeah, it's it's difficult when you have to find the things to look for because after a while, there's only so many things you can. There's only so many times you can say, "Okay, here we come again into turn one." There's still nobody nearby. Uh, it's, but that's that's part of the job. I mean, it, it balances out with times when there's so much going on you can't keep up with it all. You know, you take the rough with the smooth now. So for me, it, it's. Yeah, endurance racing when the whole field is spread out and no one's near anyone. That, that's, that's one of the hardest situations for me. Hmm. Um, and out of all the series you've done, what's, what's your favourite series to do? Ooh. Um, I would say the Formula One 2018 series for Apex Online Racing is the, is the favourite. But I, I, I love commentating. I, I've said this numerous times i'd commentate on milk float racing if i could you know it's i'll commentate on anything i can find but for now the the absolute favorite has definitely been um just for quality of racing if nothing else uh has been that particularly just the racing is, has been consistently really close really for the most part really clean uh, it's just been absolutely incredible, but there's so many other series that I've had great moments in. But if I were to pick one, it would be definitely be that one. Okay, and you've you've obviously got this very unique style, I would say, of uh, commentary. Um, so where did all these signature quotes originate from? Um, you say I have a unique style. It's it's kind of difficult for me to to comment on that. I just I just do what comes naturally <laughs> i am just me at the end of the day <laughs> where did the where do the signature phrases and whatnot come from um well my good after morning ladies and gentlemen line i opened my streams with uh like a lot of things in life that one was nicked i stole that one from uh, an old colleague i used to work with i heard him say um he went to say good afternoon on the phone looked at the clock realized what the time was and changed what he said to good after morning <laughs> uh so i nicked that the mother's father's daughter's son's brothers and sisters line that one wasn't it. I came up with that when I was doing my uh, radio show. Uh, that was part of the intro sequence in that. So, um, other than that, wind them up and let them go. That one was nicked from a uh, friend of mine. That's what I tend to say just before the lights go out. Uh, 
I can't think of any others that are intended to be associated with me. The use of the Cannibal Run, I've had to park that one, unfortunately, but that was just a song that I really loved using. Uh, a lot of people associate that song to me, which is quite, it's quite nice in a way, but uh, yeah, that one obviously isn't mine. Um, no, I think that's all of them, unless there's any more that spring to your mind that I can't think of. It's kind of difficult for me because they're all normal. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> they're all just, just part of what I do. So I, I don't know what is specifically, except for those ones, that are associated to me. And have you managed to meet any of the guys you commentate on or guys you work with in AOR in real life? I have. I have had the great fortune of meeting several of the esports drivers. I was at Silverstone last year when the Pro Draft went there, uh, had their, their week at Silverstone for training and what have you. And during the race weekend, I got to meet quite a few people. Um, I got to meet, uh, well, and several AOR guys. So Dan Hawkins, I got to meet Canoe Martinson. Uh, I met uh, Tino Narkarinen. I met Jan Fehler. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the ones I, I thought I met some people and I've forgotten the name of the some of them. <laughs> so because I don't, I met more people than I commented on. Um, I met Christoph Holstein. I commented on him in several different leagues for AOR. Um, 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 I also met uh, Marcus Stefanko, who I commentate on, but not for AOR. Um, I briefly met. Oh, I, I've met um, the Sultan brothers, uh, not at Silverstone. That was at a different event. I met them. Briefly saw TRL Limitless at Silverstone, but didn't kind of meet him as such. Met Brendan Lee as well. Um, 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 that's, that's all the ones I can immediately think of. Uh, oh, Jim Bulabasi. Uh, he was actually the first one I met. Uh, Tim Amadek, I got to meet Ben. Um, that was awesome. He's such a nice bloke. He's such a such a great guy. Um, oh crikey! Anyone else? Anyone else? I'll, I'll, there's probably someone really glaring and obvious, and I'll be shouted at later for it. But um, 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 that's all the ones that spring to mind. Uh, oh no, um, uh, Marcel Kiefer. That's another one. I knew there was another one I was going to mention. Uh, met him at a uh, not at a Silverstone. That was at, at a uh, kind of an exhibition event. That was a behind closed doors exhibition event. I got to come and say with Matthew Gallagher, no less. Um, what was that like? That oh, that was amazing. Now again, anyone who's anyone that's been following Formula One in the esports sense and in its real world sense will know who Matt Gallagher is. I was like, oh my god, I'm in the presence of him. <laughs> he he works in the field in which I used to be. Now for me, that was a big moment. You know, I got to meet Tom Deacon as well, who who is a show host for a lot of the Gfinity stuff. Um, and for me, that was like I am walking amongst royalty. To you know, to them, it's just like every day. Of course, it's every day. And I actually brought up that point to both of them. We we walked out of the venue. We were off to grab a coffee. And uh, I actually mentioned, you know, to me, I am I am a man amongst gods. And they both laughed and said, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, when we are actually no one, I said, well, you say that, but to a mere pleb like me, you know, you, you are, you've dealt with the very people within, within the industry in which I wish to be. So, you know, it, it's okay. Great. You may not be you know, known to every Formula One fan out there, but again, to me, it's a pretty big deal. Um, I've also met, it's not an esports thing per se, but uh, I've also met one of my commentary heroes. I got to meet him at McLaren last month um, when the McLaren Shadow Finals are going on, well, two months ago now. 
Um, that was Alex Goldenboy Mendez. That was a very big thing for me. He was one of the people that inspired me to try commentary. Not in a in a derogatory sense, not, oh, I can do better than you. It's not a case of, I knew the guy beforehand, but it was a case of, I recognized a number of things that work for my personality and in how he did things. I was like, I'll give this a try. And so actually getting to meet him was a really big deal for me. So yeah, I've met quite a, I've met quite a few people. Um, many more to go, I hope. Let's hope so. And I, I know you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but uh, um, I'll reiterate it again. What advice would you give to people who want to start commentating? Uh, I get that one quite regularly. Um, I always, as far as the starting block is concerned, if you've never done commentary before, you're looking to kind of break into it. Now, when I did it, I had a lot of life experience. I'm, I'm considerably older than a lot of the a lot of people involved in their funny sports you know i'm 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 going to be 39 this year so that is dinosaur age compared to most people and i i realize that so i had a lot of life experiences behind me you know the radio show i've been in the customer service industry a long time so i knew how to vocally present myself to use my own phrase um so for the people that don't have that uh, expertise those that haven't found their style found their voice those that aren't used to the sound of their own voice sounds like a strange phrase but it's something you'll need to do um, you need to get used to the, how you sound if you need if you're going to improve. So where I say is start small. Don't go for the big stage too quick because the general public will not care that you haven't done it before and they will rip you apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, prime example: I had um, I had a guy ma- you know make a commentary application to AOR. Of course, I as head commentator for AOR, I vet all those. And this guy was was he'd been only doing it a few months, but he was really good for someone that was very inexperienced. He was very young, however. Mm. Not that that in itself should stop you, but just bearing in mind that you know your shoulders shoulders may not be as broad as you think they are. Real life can hurt. <laughs> uh, yeah, real life can be a real confidence destroyer. And I'm, I'm sure you've had times when you've had the chance saying, "Oh, this person's terrible. It's crap." Oh, yeah. And when you're uh, I think every commentator I certainly have. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've had people say, "Oh, you don't say you're not this person. You're crap." Well, of course, I'm not this person. I'd be, you know, shouted at if I were trying to be this person. I had someone have a go at me because I wasn't Jimmy Broadbent. <laughs> you don't say. I have a lot more people shouting at me saying, "Oh, he's trying to be Jimmy." I don't want to be Jimmy. I want to be me. <laughs> I'd love to have his. I'd love to have all his followers, mind you, but. Mm. Anyway, start small. Reason being is you need to kind of find your style, find your voice, find what works for you. And you need to do it in, um, again, try to find a way to phrase this properly. You need to kind of, if you aim for a stage that's too big too quickly, your confidence will be shot because people will turn around and say, oh, you're crap. Because the people don't, you know, the, the, the audience won't care that you haven't done it before. Hmm. They won't take into consideration that you're new to the scene. They'll just rip you apart and your confidence will be wrecked. You could be really good. Again, coming back to the example I was, I was mentioning, this guy was very good for someone so young and so inexperienced. Biggest problem with this guy is he had a really strong lisp. Oh. I was like, that is tragic. Of course, there's nothing you could, of course, there's nothing you can help. But again, the public are going to rip him a new one. It was like, you're too young to handle that. Um, it's, it sounds very patronizing to say that, but you know, someone of my experience, I've seen it happen. I've been there. I've aimed too high too soon and it hurts and knocks you back. 
but you could be really good at what you're trying to do but if you go about it the wrong way you could just easily give up on it if i'd aimed for you know my first commentary if i'd aimed for uh, the f1 combat there's a bit of a different yeah, AOR was very different three years ago. You know, there wasn't the, the sponsorship behind it. But had it have been there and I'd gone straight for the top spot, you know, I'd have been slated like hell. And I probably would have turned away as an house, sod this. I'm obviously no good for it. And I then wouldn't have had the opportunities that I have I've gone through since doing it. So I absolutely believe start small. Find a league that that doesn't have the pressure upon it to do well straight out of the box. That way you can, you know, just find your style. Commentate on the AI. Stick the AI up to 110% and commentate on them. There's nothing wrong with that. Find a public lobby. You'll have a hell of a lot of chaos to deal with. <laughs> but, you know, commentate on anything just to... I mean, it's going to be a bit odd when you first try. You do feel like a bit of a prat when you're kind of screaming in, screaming about a computer game. Granted. We all do. I certainly do. I was like, this just feels really weird. You soon kind of, but I realized very quickly I had a real passion for it. I came away from the first commentary knackered, but absolutely like, yes, this is what I was made for. This is what I wanted to do. But until you kind of get all of those necessary building blocks in place, you will find it very difficult to kind of progress because, you know, the world will knock you back down again. So start small, build a foundation of this is how I do things. You will find a way forward with when you've gotten confidence in your voice, confidence in your style, confidence, big, big thing. Even if you haven't got it, you can portray that you've got, if you can sound confident, that's a really big thing. If you're actually quivering like a quivering like a jelly and nerves hit us all, I still get nervous even now in certain, certain instances. So it's, it's all about overcoming that confidence. But if, you, if you've been not too quickly, that's really hard to do. So yeah, start small and... Do it your way. Don't copy somebody else. That's another big thing. It's hard to do when you're starting because you don't know how you don't know what works for you. I knew what worked for me broadly because of the radio stuff. You know, I had something real life based to help me help guide me in the right way. <clears throat> so if you haven't got that, you've got to find what works and you'll find what works by doing it wrong. Again, another reason why to start small, because as soon as you make a mistake, You'll be very conscious of, oh, my God, I did that wrong. My very first stream, I remember the one mistake I'm, or one of the biggest mistakes I made is I kept an eye on the view account. And I would get nervous when it would go down. Well, of course, it would go down. No one ever sits in the stream. Well, not many people sit in the stream from beginning to end. You know, people come and go. Hmm. And I would get nervous and start to kind of trip over myself when I would see it drop. Worthless. No point doing that. Don't put more pressure on your own shoulders than needs be. So start small and commentate on anything online, offline, doesn't matter until you find what works for you and then practice it. Get fluid with it until you've got the confidence to. And then the instinct and the ability takes over more than the, okay, how did I do this? Right, okay, what do I need to say here? The less thinking, the more instinctive it becomes, the more natural it will sound. And, and again, the more it will progress. Uh -huh. And finally, Chris. Where do you see mm -hmm. where do you see yourself being in a few years' time? Do you still want to continue doing this? Oh God, yes. Oh yes. Uh, until such time as either I lose my voice or get fired and banned. Um, oh, I I would do this. I I would be in a real life commentary box, either esports or or in the real world. I'd be in a commentary box anywhere, 
in the blink of an eye. Uh, absolutely, I would. This is when I did my very first commentary. When I I left it, like I said earlier, utterly shattered because I'd not focused on something that intense for uh, the race wasn't even that long. It was only, wasn't even an hour long. But I'd never because I'd never done it before. I wasn't kind of prepared for it. Um, and it was just like hype almost constantly, which again I wasn't used to back then. I'm pretty used to it now, <laughs> but uh, I, back then I was I went to bed at like half past eight that night because I was so now so tired or half nine or something like that because I was so knackered. But I knew just instantly knew I want to do this. This is what I'm going to focus on. You know, my day to day job is to fuel this, and you know I've gone pretty late in my life before finding that. <laughs> I'll be honest. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to carry on doing this. And for, for as long as there's an opportunity for me to do it, I will continue to do it. And I'm afraid that's all we have time for in episode five. Chris, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you on and I wish you all success for the future. Thank you very much. Great pleasure to be uh, interviewed by your good self. Thank you again. So that has been episode five with King Kodiak. I hope you've enjoyed. Make sure to subscribe on Spotify and on YouTube to keep up to date with all of these episodes. And we will see you next time out for episode six. Thank you and goodbye.